Hello, my name is Tim Pasquarella, President of Ross Mortgage. With me is Tony Thwaites, a branch manager in Birmingham, Michigan. Eric Ensley, Senior Loan Officer, Brighton, Michigan. Michael Fisher, Branch Manager, Brighton, Michigan. And our very special guest, Tim Ross, CEO of Ross Mortgage Corporation. How is everyone doing today? Great. We're doing awesome. 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 Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cheers. Welcome to the first edition of Mortgage Whining. Tony? This is... Mortgage whining is a, a opportunity for myself and others to get together and talk about the mortgage business and hopefully share uh, little tidbits of information that'll be valuable to those that are listening. So guys, I wanna start off with uh, 2020 before we get into 2021. Um, 2020 was a crazy year for the mortgage business. What I am dying to know uh, is what were your guys' feelings, thoughts as we entered the pandemic? We'll start with you, Eric. <laughs> okay. So we were in Florida. Uh, yeah. And we were in Florida, and that was actually the first time I heard Corona used as describing a, a infectious disease or a virus. And I was like, what are we talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, you haven't been paying attention. There's this coronavirus. And I'm like, you're joking. That's not a real thing. It was a real thing. We were teaching. Uh, we were teaching uh, a, a block of military mortgage boot camp to a bunch of loan officers, and we had to pause that presentation for Donald Trump to go live and announce that we are in a national state of emergency. So that kind of changed the tempo of my class, I'll say. Um, but yeah, that was that was one. That was how we entered, right? I think teaching. Tim was watching his stocks plummet <laughs> in the back of the room. I, was, I actually, you know what? I wasn't watching my stocks plummet. You know what I was doing? I was getting a car. So I, I, I got a car. I immediately got onto Hertz and I got a car because I didn't know if we were going to be stuck in Orlando and I was not about ready to be stuck in Orlando. I didn't know if the flights would be grounded. So I got a car um, that I paid for that I didn't need. <laughs> you know what I really remember is prior to us watching Donald Trump, again, so surreal, uh, we had Barry Habib kind of calm us all down and say, guys, this is going to be one of the biggest opportunities of your lifetime and you're at the center of this. Like you can help the American people. You are essential. I don't believe he used the word essential at the time, right. but he conveyed to us that it was really important that we got our game faces on and that we built our teams up because not only were we gonna have a good run for ourselves and our family, but it was actually super important for us to provide liquidity to America. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. he described some of the things that he knew from inside sources in Cleveland Clinic, but also the Fed and what was going on there. Yeah, and it was it was hard to believe him at the time because we just were so scared. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. We didn't know what rates we're gonna do. I mean, at the time, it was definitely surreal. Tony, where were you? I mean, it was almost as if though the interest rates and the announcement of Corona happened at the same time. It was like, wait, we're in a pandemic? And then all of a sudden the rates dropped and I, I felt like a bookie sitting at my kitchen counter, like <laughs> making spreadsheets and hustling deals going, I'll get you there. Okay, I'll call you back, I'll call you back. Other lines ringing, you know? So I felt like I, like I was a betting bookie placing orders. It was amazing. And I thought maybe, okay, this might last for a month. Right. I feel like you blocked a little bit out in your mind there. Yeah. <laughs> from my point of view, and I'm excited to hear Tim's point of view too. Um, actually, I'll I'll save my point of view. Tim, from a CEO pers perspective, I mean, were you worried? I mean, what 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 was the thought of what was going to happen to our business? So two two different things, and one that we haven't really talked very much about. But first things first, in terms of where we were in March, I think that we were we were giddy. 
with excitement in terms of the business volume, low interest rates, and what it means to the mortgage business. We, we excel when rates are low and you know, not, it's just not people moving needing mortgages, it's the 60% of the population that already has a mortgage that all of a sudden needs what we have to offer. So our customer base expands and I look at what we have typically earned on business volume and thought, oh my God, this is unbelievable what's gonna happen this year. So here's the second part of it. And so let me just jump ahead to about April. <laughs> the Fed steps in and floods the market with capital. And when that happened, mortgage companies like Ross and others hedged their production, the interest rate risk with future mortgage-backed securities. It turned all the hedges upside down. Mm -hmm. In the course of one month, we lost more money than we've ever lost in the history of the company. Mm -hmm. It was devastating. So we went from euphoria, this is gonna be awesome, to holy crap, right. it's all gone. I mean, that one month just, just absolutely wiped it all out. The good news, just to bring it full circle, is we made every penny back within 60 days. Yeah. That's how strong the market was. It came back, it allowed us to be able to earn all of that lost hedge back. And so you know too, we weren't the only ones. This was sure. widespread throughout the whole industry. So I'm glad you said that because that's kind of um, where I was at in March when this all happened because I being a loan officer for so long and now in the position that I'm in today, um, I got to see it from both sides. And um, you know, my, my partner at the time, uh, it's still my partner, but my partner at the time, we had a great month and you had a great month, and you had a great month, and you had a great month. And do you know how hard it was? Because I think technically what Tim just said is the first time he's ever actually admitted that. And do you know how hard it was? <laughs> do you know how hard it was for us to sit there and watch all of you have these amazing months and we're in the background going, oh my God, <laughs> it's like the most insane thing ever. So it's like we have this amazing month in March and then, then April happens with, with, with what Tim just explained. And quite honestly, I didn't know how we were going to pull ourselves out or anything and quite honestly it, it, it's it's so that goes from what i experienced i went from holy crap right to so blessed because by the time we started pulling ourselves out and realizing hey this isn't going away this is going to be an awesome year and it turned out to be the biggest year um, of of our company's career um, and i would hope mostly all of you as well uh, but at the same time that was happening, it was surreal because people were losing their jobs, restaurants were going out of business, small, small business was right. devastated. We were canceling closings because they were losing their jobs. We were canceling closing because people went forbearance. So it's one of those things where come fast forward to October, November, you almost felt bad when people said, how you doing? Was so how was that? Say, how was that? I, I felt guilty having such a great year while other people are struggling. I was like, oh my gosh, like people are without work and, and struggling and we're like, it's like the floodgates opened for us. Yeah, especially for, for obviously loan officers, 100% commission workers. I mean, how was that for you, Eric? I mean, how was it for you in October, November when, or not even then, it was mostly July and August when you realized, wow, this isn't going to end. Like, this is gonna be an amazing year. You know, the Fed yeah. just keep coming up with more and more good news yeah. and all the stuff. I, I think it's, uh, you know, we've been very blessed, yeah. right? I mean, I, I, I'm personally and everybody at this table and for the most part, everybody in our industry has had, had, has had a, a gangbuster year and, and like you said, it's it's all while so many are struggling. Um, 
I don't have any inherent guilt about being successful, uh, so so I'm not gonna go down that road. But you know, I I, I do look at you know every blessing in my life as an opportunity, uh, and we're in a position where we can help others. I mean, gosh, yeah. you look you look around the state of Michigan right now; it's heartbreaking what what's going on. So, you know, not not that I need to tell anyone that's paying attention uh, how to live their life, but man, we're we're in a position where we can help people. Uh, we're rewarded for helping people, and then we're blessed with our incomes, and we can help other people through that. And and so, you know, yeah. this this time around, we're on the right end of this. Yeah. But you know, for the, I I wasn't in in 2008, mm -hmm. right? I was in something else. Uh, <laughs> but 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 for, but for everyone that is, I mean, we've this industry has certainly seen the other side of that. Um, so that's a constant theme around our company. We are always saying, you know, do good by your fortune, you know, and, and I think for the most part we all do. And I think, I think for the most part the industry does. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I love about the mortgage industry is that w when things are good, boy, you can find a lot of giving people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of giving people in the mortgage industry when things are good, including companies and loan officers and, and, and operations and everyone alike. I mean, it just seems like when things are good, the mortgage industry does a real good job of giving out. Yeah. What was it like for you, bud? You know, it's just, it's such a crazy year because with great challenge comes great responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we got a few months into it and just realized like, this isn't gonna stop and we can't work around the clock. Yeah. And maybe we Kill should, <laughs> maybe we should we like to sleep. hire some more people and, and build some more systems and gosh, maybe I'm not that good at hiring and recruiting and training. And I think it, for me, kind of exposed some of the weaknesses that I had as a leader. Um, I could take people who already had some skill and get them to a higher level, but finding people that were newer and moving them up to the point of competency even it is a whole different task. And at one point, I think the mortgage industry was just throwing stupid money at anybody who had experience just to continue to build their operations and maybe their sales teams to take advantage of it all. Sure, absolutely, another enormous challenge. Oh yeah, so you know, I'm watching all this, wanting our team to be the team that's helping, and you know, yes, maybe for selfish reasons, but like, man, this is really our chance to do good, to grow, to build, to hire, to you know, maybe hit some of these goals that we've had in other years and couldn't get. But when we take a look at the talent pool, at some point, you know, you and I were talking about it like, well, we're just going to have to hire the smartest people we can find. They may not have mortgage experience. <laughs> so they may not. It's so yeah. true. And you know what? And you know what? It's one of those things where uh, you don't regret it. Right. You know, if you find if you find the right person with the right intelligence and stuff like that, I mean, you can train anyone to do anything. Is well, that I'm glad they recently came up with this <laughs> hiring practice. Well, I, I mean, that's funny to say that, Eric, because that was one thing Tim and I talked about. Um, you know, recently is that what an amazing stroke of events to happen here. I mean, Tim and I have been, you know, as, as you guys all know, we've been trying for a long time to, to grow and to be a, you know, a 500, $700 billion company and stuff like that. And boy, did we ever get a lesson this year, you know? So with that being said, let's throw away 2020 because we're sitting here today, a um, couple of, who knows when this is actually gonna be shown, but we're a couple days before Christmas, which means we're about a week away from the new year. So, so let's uh, finish up 2020 and, and finish it strong, but let's start talking about 2021. Um, something that I am just dying to hear from you guys. Uh, and, I, and I love that I've got um, the three of you with us because you guys are, are just constant pros. Um, the NBA, the NBA says, uh, 
says the mortgage industry is going to take a 30% cut next year. It's going to, it's going to go down 30%. Mortgage applications are going to go down 30%. And the reason Tim's here is because he's my fact checker. So if I'm a little off, let me know. But I think that's what it says, about 30%, give or take a couple right. percent. Um, a, how do you feel about that? And B, I know that if you did have the best year, the one nice thing about being a loan officer is when you say, hey, I had my best year ever, I don't have to ask the next question. Because typically that means you, you made the most money you've ever made. So how are we going to um, beat that stat? And how are we gonna make 2021 just as successful as 2020? Mike, we'll start with you. Well, the bigger the party, the bigger the hangover, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I would say that that's the, the key is to have the right mindset and realize that's a really darn big pie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I saw Terry Crews once talk about the opportunity in America. It's not trying to get your piece of pie. It's realizing that the pie is so darn big, you don't need to eat anybody else's pie. Mm -hmm. it, you, you, it, if there's, let's just say 500 transactions that close in your town, how many uh, you as a loan officer need to close per month to really be successful? Maybe 20 of those 500. Okay, so next year there's going to be 400. That's still a pretty good-sized chunk. Mm -hmm. So, yes, maybe I need to increase my market share as compared to my competition, but the reality is if you're really on top of your game and you're sharp, there's so much opportunity out there that it shouldn't matter. What's keeping you back is most likely your own personal limitations, your capacity, your ability to handle the conversations and the marketing and the sales that need to happen to hit those levels. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Eric, you're, uh, you've, you've, you've been with us for a little while now, and um, every year you've three done years. better for three Possibly years. Possibly today. Possibly, it might even be today. Really, let me check something today. here. Yes. We don't know today. when this is gonna be aired, but technically yeah. today, this is your three, three year anniversary. <laughs> This um, is a big day. And, and, you know, year over year, you've done better. And this year, just like all most, most, most loan officers, you've had an amazing year. So for, I'm very interested to hear someone like you and, and Tony, your numbers are, we'll get to you next, your numbers are off the charts. How are you going to repeat that in 2021? Because you are not the type of person that if I tell you it's going down 30%, you're not, you're not going to accept that. Well, I'm, I'm in growth mode, right? I'm a new, this was my fifth year in, the, in lending. Um, so my, I've had five consecutive years of highest income I've ever made in my life, right? <laughs> it just keeps going up. That's so, awesome. Cheers to that. I didn't tell you how bad I did yeah. in the first year. Mortgage so. <laughs> whining. Here's the 2021, baby. So the bar, you know, the bar is. 10X. 10X. Hey, listen, I, I you know, make, make no mistake, separate conversation. You know, you can learn to manage what you're what you're making and live on whatever you're whatever you're doing. I don't need to do the numbers that I'm doing this year in, in forever. I can't ever say in perpetu in perpetuity. perpetuity. Yeah, uh, but that'd be nice, right? That would be nice. Uh, I, I I think like most loan officers, this company were purchase focused. Uh, for me, I'm VA purchase focused. I want to be the guy that's that's a asset to the real estate community and an asset to my fellow vets so i'm not going to break that message um, if i have more time freed up because i'm not doing refinances then i got more time to make those calls and, and get the message out there that i'm the guy they need to be talking to about purchasing you know i, I mean i'm going to do 22 million we're not in the same town but did you feel an impact when i got into the industry no of course no. not like it doesn't 
doesn't matter what else is going did. on. In just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you impact the Tim. It yeah. doesn't matter. Right? It does, like the industry can go. Can there's so many facets of our industry, right? Sure. You might you might have some decline across the country, and you might have some banks that move their their you know current loan officers to selling credit cards. I'm not gonna be. I'm a loan officer, right? That and so mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna take up the market share I need, and if it's you know. Hey, I got a, I got a few more phone calls to make next year because rates are a little higher and it's not necessarily the the year we're having this year where you text somebody and say I can save you this much money you want me to do it and they just say yes. <laughs> I mean that's that's tough to beat that sales pitch. Always one more. So, I'll, always yeah. one more. Always one more call before yeah. you leave. I don't remember who told me that uh, early in my career, but it was impactful. It's yeah. the minute you leave, um, the minute you leave, make one more call. The minute you pack up and are about to hit the lights, put everything down and wait, make one more call. And it matters for sure. I, I think, and maybe I'm maybe I'm unique, but um, I've got I've got a one year old at home, right? And I've got I've got a four year old at home, and that time is important to me. And I've spent time away from my family for years at a time, and I wasn't willing to do it this year. And I know a lot of people did, right? They lived at their office half the year. I didn't. Now, granted, we weren't allowed to go to the office half the year, so. (laughs) (laughs) Got got some unfamiliar family time. Now you're kind of begging to come to the office. In all all seriousness, I, you know, truth be told, I got three people in my chain of command here that I'm telling this to. I didn't work 90 hours a week. You guys all know that. Um, So I think that time freed up from the refis that may or may not go away. Um, you know, if I need to turn it up to the next level, timing-wise, next year I've got more time in my in my week than I than I've given this year. That's sure, the reality. Sure. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. Uh, you know, markets are going to go up, markets are going to go down, housing markets are going to go up and go down, stock markets are going to go up and go down, rates are going to go up and go down. We're still going to be here. Residual. That's what that's what uh, the guy who hired me in this business he called it he called it it's a residual business man and and, and he was right because. It, Anytime you're 100% commission, it's residual. You can make it happen whenever you want. There's always, it's not like we sell, you know, billion dollar jets, right? I mean, there's always someone that wants to buy a house. My water treatments, my water treatment uh, tank on my house, the whole system, guy comes out, sells me the system. I did three loans for him now, and I, you know, he paid for the system and then some. I mean, there's opportunity, right? When my well went bad and I, I was out ten grand, I'm like, hey, what's your rate on your house? What's your, you know, I mean, it's there's when are you gonna move? Right. Right. Tony, Tony, you've been in this business for how long? Seventeen years. Have you ever done what you did this year? Um, this was my best year of my entire career, but I have to say, I've been doing this seventeen years. I've been with different lenders and. I've been with Ross Mortgage for three years, and that has been, that was the moment that I fell back in love with my job, was when I joined Ross Mortgage. We did not pay her to say that. (laughs) No, no, I mean that. That's when I fell back in love with my job. I, I truly love what I do. I enjoy it, and I feel like you guys gave me the keys to the Birmingham branch and said, make it happen, and I felt like, I can't let them down. I got to make this happen. And it just took on a new ownership for me. So that really lit a fire back in me to motivate me and and help me grow. So that was Cheers. What are you going to do in 2021? How how is how is 2021 going to replicate 2020 for you? So you mentioned that they're predicting a 30% decrease for 2021. That's how much 
<laughs> I actually completed my branch forecast for 2021 yesterday, and I put in a 30% increase for oh, my goal. Boom. Whoa. So um, it might have been a bit lofty. I Take sent that. it. I sent it over, and I was like, Ooh. "You're listening." <laughs> I was like, "This might be a little bit steep. Tell me if I should scale it down." But I. I feel like this momentum is going to keep going. There's people, like you said, people are always gonna buy houses. It's about the relationships you've built and the relationships that you continue to flourish and grow throughout the years. So, I mean, I've done a lot of refis this year. Yes, absolutely. I think the refis will continue into 2021, but also the partnerships that I've built, that I've stayed in touch with. There's new agents that I worked with this year on purchase transactions that I've never worked with before. Sure. They called me and said, hey, I know you've been pressing on me for a while. Let's do a deal together. I think maybe their loan officer was so focused on refis. Yeah, my other lender doesn't care anymore. I, I can't get a hold of them. I tried to call him and say I did, but. Right? You know, it's funny, whenever anything happens, and I'm excited to hear uh, Tim Ross's point of view on this as well, but whenever this happens, one thing that I can promise you happens is that the applications and the the MBA is pretty darn accurate. They botched it this year. They said it was going to be down 8%. So, but still, they didn't know a pandemic <laughs> was going to hit us. But with that being said, is the MBA, for the most part, year over year over year, an MBA is the Mortgage Bankers Association. They're pretty accurate. I mean, they're pretty good. And the one thing I love watching more than anything, because this is what I always tried to do, is I love watching the people that just stick it to them. You mm -hmm. know? So I don't disagree with the MBA, that I, I, I do believe that uh, mortgages in general across America will be down 30% in 2021. I don't believe that the people I have working for me and, and, Ross, and Ross Mortgage is gonna be down because I don't believe I have those type of people. Um, so I think, it's, I think it goes back to what you said, right? It's about the piece of the pie, right? So okay, now all of a sudden I just need a little bigger piece, you know? Yeah. But I just think that the, 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 the mentality and the brain works of the ones that we have working for us, they don't look, I don't even think they care or look at it, you know? I mean, like you just said, you went the complete opposite. You know, and just for the record, um, we looked at when I saw your forecast. I looked at your forecast the last two years. You hit it. So what's what, so? Why am I going to mess with your forecast? You know, I mean, if you say you're going to do it, then I'm just going to hold you to it, and you're going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but I, what I care most about—not uh, most about—but but what we're all interested in hearing is from a CEO's point of view. I mean, your company, uh, your company is uh, being projected by some you know, greater than now company saying that we're gonna be down 30%. What are your thoughts? So I think that when you look at those numbers, you need to, you need to parse that number a little bit. The, the reduction, the 30% reduction is really in the refi business, yeah. right? Actually purchase business year over year is predicted to be up. And because by and large, even though we might not be able to prove it by 2020 standards, we're a purchase money mortgage lender. Mm -hmm. That's where we have made our living our entire career. It is the long-term sustainable strategy is to remain engaged with those good sources, referral, our real, our real estate uh, clientele and others that refer purchase transactions to us. So to Tony's point, yes, refi will continue. As long as rates remain low, there's still a lot of people out there that need to refinance, to lower a rate, to get cash, make improvements, whatever it may be. So that's still gonna be part of it. But I think that our opportunity to buck the trend, if you will, is good because of who we are and how it is that we operate. By and large, purchase money mortgage lender. But in the meantime, 
the message that you're going to hear from me on just a repeated basis is that uh, something that's not original to me, it's actually from a, a, a trainer by the name of Pat Sherlock, and she says, database is data gold. And what we need to do is to remain close with that close client base. Uh, we've established a relationship with them. That's really who we are. We're a relationship-based company. We're not quick in loans. We're not going to be out there on every television, radio, and gas pump in town. It's much more of a Starbucks kind of an approach to it who doesn't advertise like Quicken Loans does. Um, we deliver a level of service to our customers that cause them to come back and see us on a repeated basis and to refer other people to us. And you'll hear me say this again and again. The fact is that we will um, become deliberate in the way in which that we, we provide that service so that people are just talking about us all the time. There's no better, um, no better advertising than the satisfied customer that says, I did business with Mike, you need a mortgage, you gotta call this guy, he's awesome. You know, I hear you talk and I hear Tim tell me um, over and over again, one of the, the best pieces of mortgage advice I've ever gotten, it's one of the simplest, but it's something that when I really embraced it, I think it really changed my career. It's just quite simply, I'm going to use his words instead of yours. Hope it's no offense there, but the more hands you shake, the more money you make. You know, in this type of business, if we know a lot of people and we just keep talking, we keep doing our best to try to help and reach as many people as we can, then that's when the opportunities come in. And I think that's part of the reason that we're sitting at this table today. We've talked about how important it is to duplicate our efforts. Like right now, we're trying to duplicate our efforts for the betterment of our own teams and possibly the industry. Some people that don't work at our company mm -hmm. will probably be watching this today. So that allows us to shake maybe more hands than we could have in the traditional sense, mm -hmm. sitting you know, across from a gas pump or at a table or whatever it is. At some point, our time becomes limited. But if we make long-lasting messages like this video, I think that's the kind of thing that really can propel us to new heights. So. I would encourage anybody who's trying to duplicate their efforts in 2021 to do something exactly like we're doing right now. Put yourself on video, allow people to get a chance to know you by watching you converse and talk through scenarios and situations with other people, whether it's a podcast or just you on screen, get comfortable with today's technology. Because I promise you that's where the next generation of home buyers is. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think that that's a, that's a great intro for my next question. Uh, we, you know, I didn't script that, by the way. Oh, I know that's amazing. We totally didn't mean to do that. Before we move on, we should we should mention uh, we're not supposed to shake hands. So <laughs> wait, we wait. can't be held accountable we for whatever. To, we need to el the, elbow the more bump. elbows you bump. Because of the wine, I was just gonna say something. The more fist bumps, the more. But never mind. So, anyways, so the point is, uh, the point is. Great intro, moving on. Um, but this is a question that I have for all of you, uh, and, and this brings us to this this first mortgage whining uh, podcast. Uh, if you would have told me three years ago, uh, Tim, I want you to do a podcast, I would have thought you were talking about a deer blind. So I have I have no idea you know, what's going on, but then fast forward three years, I'm doing videos. I'm actually, I, I won't even, uh, uh, in, a, in a conversation with our marketing uh, director about, hey, I want more videos in our, in our um, Ross Mortgage team page, and I mean, let's face it, the number one social media outlet is 10 second videos. TikTok, it's unbelievable. It, was, it got so big 
that President Trump tried to shut it down because, I mean, it's insane. But, I mean, think about it. There, there is not a thing to read on TikTok. It, it, is, it is mindless 10-second videos, yet I promise you uh, we know someone uh, down in uh, North Carolina that is using TikTok and getting tons of leads off of it. And, I mean, I don't even know if this person is even saying that she does mortgages. It's like it just is a little link up below, you know, so – some hip hop, like yeah. I need to refi, and then some beats. Right. That's all it is. It's just something that it, it that totally leads me to my next question. Twenty twenty, jammed technology down everyone's throat, and I think everybody can agree with that. Um, Tim Ross and I walk into the office. I was in Orlando with you guys. We I walk into the office the Monday we got back from Orlando. Um, and this is a traditional company. We've always been a traditional company. I've been here 20 years. I mean, people come to work. They don't work from home. Um, we did um, use Zoom for three years before it became popular, so I was really proud of us for that. I mean, we were ahead of the times. Come on, give me high fives, high fives. So, um, but, <laughs> but my, my, my point is, is that in 2021, my question is, in 2021, because of the technology that's been driven down everyone's throats and the fact that video and social media and technology is all at home and all on our fingertips, not that it always hasn't been, it's just the others move to it, you know? I mean, we had the people that always did it and then we had the people that are like, yeah, it looks cool, but I'm not gonna do it, such as me doing a podcast. What are you gonna do in 2021 that's different from 2020 or different from what you've done in the past in regards to marketing to new clients? Because the one thing I think we all can agree um, showing up with donuts in a real estate office, that's gone. You, I, I, you, the pandemic can be gone tomorrow, and you're not going to see a real estate office packed for a really long time. And I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say this, maybe never. So what are you going to do to market, to market people? Mike, you're too good at this, so we're going to save you for last. But we're gonna, what are you going to do? To he needs his ideas market. to get us going. Yeah. All right. Fine. 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 It's it's, it's this this is this is, this is a democracy. This is a democracy. So we'll go ahead. I'll throw out one word, and then then we'll come back to me. Educate. Fair all right. Enough. Talk amongst yourselves. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm verklempt. <laughs> so what are you going to do differently in 2021 for the fact that? Um, again, I'll just say it again, you, donuts and, you know, you might be able to swing a realtor lunch, but how are you going to get people in front of, in front of you in 2021? How are you going to, how are you going to go 30%? How are you going to grow 30%? Because that sounds awesome to me. So how are you going to grow 30%? So I feel like it's just being in, not necessarily in person in front of the agent, but always being top of mind to them, right? So whether it's phone calls, text messages, emails, you do a Zoom call, you meet for a coffee, if that's allowed. I'm not sure, Eric. <laughs> Eric, Eric says no. Yeah. If so, you're in so, separate cars yeah. facing and each so other. I did actually coffee. have a coffee meeting with an agent last week. We went and got our carryout from Starbucks. We went to our cars. We rolled the windows down, heat up, and we chatted. <laughs> and, that, and we were like, cheers, buddy, through our car windows. So, like, that's what we did. COVID's not holding us down. Tony, so, that's how you date right now. Yeah. I know you're single. That's kind of how you date. Hey, go meet me at the food court Ooh. at uh, was that Firewood Mall. No, that wasn't a date. No, that was a coffee meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just staying in front of the agent. And also, I mean, because let's think about it. The agent's not in the office either, right? So they're, they're, they're running their business. They're trying to be creative to target 
the buyers, the clients to bring to us, the home buyers, right? So we need to stay in front of them to help them. How can we help you grow your business? What can I do for you that's going to be helpful? So, um, and they're looking for people to connect with. So if they're loan officer they've been working with is too busy slinging refis they have us to connect with they have new lenders to connect with that are like you know what they do a great job ross mortgage has an amazing reputation i'm going to give mike a call he's been trying to get my business for the last three months so it's i think it's really just reaching out and connecting with people awesome eric what are you going to do bud besides you've committed to come and uh, do more videos so uh, well, actually, I, I was committed to come here because I was I was here to put on video my goal for the year so that I could get that out to my real estate people because uh, I just want them to know what my goal is because I mean, oh, that's a great idea. Let's be honest. We, we all want to help each other. Right. Help and, me help you. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's listen again. I'm I'm, I'm the vet guy. That's yeah. my jam. Uh, I have a goal of helping X amount of veterans, and I want you to be a part of it. That's, hey, I, that's amazing. I don't think that that's falls awesome. on I think that's ears, amazing. Right? Um, You're so humble. I don't even know if you thought that was a good idea. I mean, that was a, that's a fantastic if you want idea. Something asked for it, put it out well, there, right? Well, and I mean, it it is. It, it's so many of these are just mm -hmm. fundamentals. That we're talking about technology changing, and it's like the reality is, we could do a lot of damage with a freaking phone. And choose not to, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, stick to the fundamentals too. If you're good at maintaining communication in a transaction, your business is going to grow from that. Yeah. If you can, you know, again, what is your, what do you decide is your value proposition? For me, I want to be the expert that can help you solve problems when it comes to VA. Or if there's not problems, just have a smooth transaction and know that there's no guesswork about it because it's a, something we're afraid of. That's the VA. I'm not afraid of it, and you shouldn't be either. So, I want to be that advocate. But if you're, you know, if you're the, hey, I'm just really organized and I love making sure everyone knows the same, you know, where we're at in the process and that's your jam, you're just really good at, hey, you sent me these six people, these two are in credit repair, these three are pre-approved and this one we just ordered the appraisal and that's going out and here's my phone call. You don't need to answer it, but I'm leaving you a message to reaffirm what I already sent you and you can expect that every Tuesday. You're going to grow from that. I mean, these aren't new so ideas. So would that be like the mortgage secretary? I'm just saying, like, if... Let's be honest, right? We're all human. People just want to be informed. They want they want to know that their transaction is being taken care of and cared for the same way they would handle yeah, it. Yeah, and so if you've got, if I was an agent, I would absolutely be the agent that has no clue where all these people went because that's my personality, right? So, so if I had a partner, if I had a partner who is who is helping me stay organized, then when when you call me for I'm going to do everything I can to get you over here so that I know where you're at, right? Because sure. my other lender guy doesn't necessarily. So, I mean, there's just, mm -hmm. there's simple stuff that it's so easy. And it, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just doing the simple things that we know to do that, hey, you know, we're all, we're all uh, guilty of getting busy, right? Yeah. Getting distracted. Uh, so know. maybe instead of the TikToks, you should update those agents on yes. what's going on with their loans. I didn't say I was on TikTok. <laughs> some, some I'm just saying I can do more, the Lamborghini, though. People want to use more social media to help their business grow. Some people need to use less social media so they can focus on what they need to be focusing on. I mean, that's, it's just it depends. Yeah. There's a happy at, medium, right? to be mm -hmm. sure. Right. But Agreed. yes, I am. <laughs> we we have certainly seen, uh, you know, many, many that came into in, the industry at the same time I have. 
that have had great results with video. It's been on my to-do list for three years. We'll see if 2021 is the year that I actually we're do it. We're making a goal in 2021. Mm -hmm. so, so that's that's the technology. That's actually piece. why we're I'll all here today, one. Eric. Yeah. This is an intervention. It's an intervention. <laughs> this is an intervention to get Eric into more video. No, Tim, from a CEO's perspective, um, are you excited about what happened? I know that because um, I know you. I have known you for a very long time. Um, you're a little bit of a traditionalist when it comes to like the office setting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Are you are you excited, disappointed, or just okay? with the fact that um, you know, a lot of mortgage industry experts say, even when the pandemic's over, the vaccine comes, please. The vaccine comes, let's please, it works. And it gets out to the public uh, by the summertime. And the underwriters and everybody else says, you know, we're good here. You know, we, we like being at home, you know, this is fine. Um, as far as marketing to, because obviously um, you're a company, we're a company that's always trying to grow. So not only do we need to market loan officers, but we got to market operations people and stuff like that. And if that's the new norm from someone from your seat, what do you think of that? You and know, then I'll get and then I'll get to you because I'm very excited to hear about your marketing goals in 2021. <laughs> uh, but but what does that look like for from an operation standpoint? Yeah. So um, one thing that I'm not afraid of is change. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I actually I embrace what's going on at the minute, but I would I would be less than candid if I didn't say I don't ex know exactly what it's going to look like. If I had mm -hmm. to guess today. Um, it's going to be smaller offices, less square footage, probably more common areas, and people more often working remotely and then having shared, um, you know, shared space inside of offices because I still think that the human connection is absolutely critical to what we do. We can't go just all disperse to the four winds and just communicate via Zoom or Teams mm -hmm. or whatever. I think that there's, 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 a, there's a loss when we're not face-to-face. So I see a combination. Uh, I as I said a second ago, I'm not exactly sure what it looks like, but we'll continue to look at industry experts. And the other piece of the puzzle is the cost piece too. We've got a lot of square footage under lease at the minute that frankly we're not using. And I don't know that I see it being, you know, reintroduced into the business plan going forward. Sure. So, um, but in the meantime, you kind of live out the leases that you've got, but when you're given an opportunity to make a decision about what you're going to do going forward, you make, maybe make different decisions based mm -hmm. on sort of the direction of the business. I'm going to throw my word out, all right? My word is omni-channel. In order to be successful going forward, and it probably has a little something to do with what I just talked about in terms of how you're established, but it's really being omni-channel, and that means your ability to be able to communicate with that buyer, where, whether it's the vet, the millennial, or the baby boomer in a way that is consistent with how it is that they want to communicate with you, right? Some people, they need to be face-to-face. -face. I need that comfort. I need to talk to you and you need to help me better understand what I'm doing. You talked about first-time home buyers before. First-timers are really more often interested in that face-to-face because -face yes. they've got a lot of questions. And then there's some, they just don't want to be touched, felt, or smelt, right? I just want to <laughs> be able to do this whole thing mm -hmm. online. So to be successful, you got to be really conscious. You got to be omni-channel and have the ability to be able to deliver the product and the service in a way that causes them to be comfortable and excited about it. And recognize too, that some people change in the middle of the process because you had somebody that um, didn't give you their tax returns for three weeks, right? So you're constantly reminding them, I need the stuff, but they don't seem to be in a hurry at all. Then they give them to you. And the day after they give them to you, you go, they say, what's taking so long? What's taking so long? 
right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, their, their expectation can change even in the course of one single transaction. So it's being conscious, but also, you know, one of the things I like to say about us is that, that we're big enough to be able to provide you with the technology that you need in order to be successful, but small enough that we'll always hear your voice and the voice of the customer, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, a big component of who we are and what it is we'll focus on as we go forward this year. I'm, I'm a lot like you as well. I mean, we had a holiday party on Teams this year, and, and it was fun. And, and I actually thought that it was, it, it far surpassed what I thought it was going to be. But one of the things I struggled with is I saw two people um, for the first time since March, and they share an office with me. <laughs> I haven't seen them since March. You know, what I mean is that they normally, pre-pandemic, shared an office with me. And it was just like, wow, you know? So I, Where I, you I, been? I know. So <laughs> I, totally, I totally agree with you. I think it'll look different, to be sure. Um, but I will never um, stray away from the human touch. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll never stray away from the human touch. Got to be able to see people in person. Yep. All right, Facebook fish. Well, that was such a concise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What am I supposed to do? I mean, you basically jumped right follow, into the evolution of communication <laughs> in America. You know, America's changing. People communicate differently. They interact with each other in different ways. Some of it is just because of the technology. Some of it is because of pandemics. And um, I think it's important that we recognize that and adapt. I know uh, myself and my team have been a little bit slow in adapting simple things like Zooming with our customers. And gosh, you know, in days of old, last year, 2019-ish, we would talk about what a huge advantage it was for us against maybe a call center or another lender in a different state because we could see somebody face-to-face. -face. And then in 2020, all of a sudden, we're excited because we don't have to see them face-to-face -face <laughs> because we realized how, more how much more convenient that was. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole time, perhaps missing that we could have still been face-to-face -face with them on a Zoom meeting and made a local connection with them just by talking about things we have in common in our local area. You know, we might have done the local area thing, but we still could have got a chance to see them and or potentially, you know, meet them in some way, shape, or form, show up to the closing, walk in real quick, wave, simple things. Talked to a lot of learners that said like, hey, I'm just not going to closings at all this year. I'm just not gonna do it. One of the best things I did for my business this year was literally just showing up at refinance closings that were within 30 miles of my office for the most part. And I would just take my closing gift and say like, hey, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, but this is for you. I wiped it down with Lysol and we'll talk about it tomorrow, but this is, yeah, fist bump, again. Yeah, fist bump whatever it is. The gift know. actually was Lysol wipes. And toilet paper. Sublime. But then I would call them the next day and, and you know, do a, a better follow up and thank them and all that kind of stuff and say like, hey, I appreciate you. My business is built on referrals and do, you know, more handshakes. But it was a different kind of handshake, a different kind of communication. Right. And I think adapting is really what we all have to, to focus on in 2021, adapting to an ever-changing world. For myself, the adaptation that I really want to make is, is kind of intentional. And I, I mirror some of the sentiments that Eric has and that I really want to focus on helping what I would selfishly say is my ideal customer but in some cases, it's perhaps underserved. You know, it's generally going to be a, a first or second time buyer, perhaps um, a first responder or, or a nurse or a veteran in our local communities and or communities in other parts of the country that I feel are underserved. Um, 
not necessarily limiting myself just to 20 miles around my office, but trying to, to build a better presence on social media with videos and so on and so forth with YouTube, with TikTok. Uh, I, I can't, I, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with that. But, but I'm having way, a hard time yeah. picturing the TikTok. I have to, I have to, fi- I have to have my five-year-old teach me yeah. how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've already started to realize that I have some connections in other states that I just added licenses to that, that, you know, saying, hey, you know, Mike, this particular, you know, unit of, of our base needs some training or Mike, you know, our police unit needs some more, you know, they need better people helping us. Can you come give us a pocket of cards? Let's do a little bit better than that. Let's make a video for your team. Let's have somebody from, you know, from HR or whatever, get that out. We're going to talk about some of the challenges, Um, you know, come in here, maybe do something with Eric or one of you folks where we put together some informational, educational type of messages to get to the folks that we really like working with. So I know that's what I really want to do personally, different for my own personal business. And I want to, you know, in theory, attract or work with team members that have that same mission in, in some way, shape, or form align. So that means you might have to come to the <laughs> studio with me or I can record a video. Well, there, but anyhow. One thing, uh, 2020, dropped on our laps, uh, like I said before, was this whole um, everyone's online. Uh, and for a company like Ross and for many companies out there in the industry, um, this was their first experience in, in doing podcasts and doing Facebook and doing Teams and doing Zoom. And it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun. Um, but what it really has opened us up to is the fact that we're not, um, our net's wider. We don't have to be within our community. We can always be strong within our community and where our branches are and where our corporate office are. We can always be strong inside that community. But what it really has opened us up, and we've experienced it this year, I think this year, um, I actually, I I could look this up, but I just am pretty confident. We've done more business out of state this year than any other year in the history of our company. And I think that what happened to us in 2020 by being forced with the technology and stuff like that, I think it's pretty much made it so we could go anywhere. You know, so give give me your take on um, 2021 and beyond. And are you going to continue to focus on where you are, um, or are you excited about growing your company and gr- growing your branch and growing your brand um, outside of the communities that you serve? So, Michael, we'll start with you. Well, I'm excited because now that you said that, that sparked something in my head where I actually want to potentially invite loan officer friends of mine, whether they work for Ross or not, to join whatever the heck we're going to call the podcast, Tim, yeah. whining with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan's whining. Morgan's whining. Fantastic. But no, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, it's critical that we realize, just like we said earlier in this podcast, that yes, the pie may be shrinking, but it's a huge pie. So maybe the answer is that the pie isn't big enough in the town that we're in, but certainly in the state, the state or the country or the Midwest or whatever, the pie is big enough for us to eat. And like I think I might have said earlier, to me it's about maybe helping what I I really like to do, my ideal clients, my ideal folks that I feel aren't getting the level of, of service or help that they perhaps should. So maybe there's not enough of them in that market in 2021 in South Line or Livingston County or right. Oakland County. But it doesn't mean you can't help them. 
It doesn't mean I can't help somebody in Jacksonville yeah. or Louisville yeah. or, you know, Dayton. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. No, that's a really good point. I mean, that's, that's, that's you going back to that piece of the pie. I mean, there are people that, I mean, Eric, you said it yourself, you want to be that vet guy. Well, there's vets all across the country. Um, so what, 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 is, what is your thoughts about, I mean, I know you're doing an amazing job sticking within your community. I'm torn. Yeah. I'm torn on the concept yeah, because, like because one, I, I think there is a value to a local lender. Doesn't mean there's not gaps around the country where they do need better lending. So who am I to say, no, you can't use my services. I should offer my services. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> Don't deprive them. Right. I mean, there's plenty of me to go around. Uh, no, I, I mean, honestly, for, for me personally, I have a, I have a, my, my, 50 meter target is growing in the county that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I get outside that county, that's great too, and I certainly am. But but to get out of Michigan, and I wanna get licensed for those that, you know, uh, we're in Michigan, a lot of people move to Florida. I wanna be licensed for the people that I know that are moving to Florida. I wanna be able to help those people. Uh, but, to, but to retool and kind of actually start marketing, um, it's, it's it's slowly growing on me. I have a realtor partner that's in, that's newly moved to Florida, and he's just a great guy, and I love working with him. And he does Zillow ads. I've never done Zillow ads, mm -hmm. I've, and I've told him no before. But when he moved to Florida, I actually thought maybe this is the time that I would, mm -hmm. because that's I mean. How else are you gonna get I'm your name out there? there. Yeah, right? you're not so there. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I would and grow with him down there. You gotta have a fake tan though, uh, for sure. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great white loan officer from, uh, from, the, from great, up north. the great white, <laughs> the great white from up north. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, with lending, we deal with, uh, with with VA lending specifically. We deal with a lot of you know San Antonio, Texas, or California-based lending that these these vets are getting called. And and I, you know, I have a great pitch for why you should work with somebody in Michigan. So for me to get into other states, I'd have to like deny my to myself that that pitch is relevant. So I don't, I'm torn as a loan officer. That's I don't, okay. I don't okay. know. I will tell, I mean, I'm just own personal experience for 13 years. I didn't do a single loan outside of Michigan. I mean, that's just what I did. It was my, Michigan my loans. My understanding at least a couple years ago was the number one loan officer in Florida was in New York, I believe. It wouldn't surprise me. Which mm. to me, it's like, well, shoot, I mean, he can do it. Maybe. I can almost yeah, promise yeah, you the number one loan officer in California doesn't live in California. <laughs> well, you bring up a good point, though, Eric, and the, the point is that he clearly had competency in that state. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not necessarily the ge right. geography that mm -hmm. defines how good he is. It's can he handle the needs of the area that he's working in? Well, and I think it's also taking advantage of the opportunities that come your way. You know, um, the loan officer, you guys all know Trisha, uh, Trisha Lada. She's a loan officer at Ross, and she just did a loan in Florida. And she blew the socks off this realtor, and she's never in her wildest imagination. She said, oh, I'm going to start doing business in Florida. I'm going to start doing business in Florida. And this guy sent her pre-approval the other day. So I think it's also just taking advantage of the opportunity when it presents itself, because I think that's the hardest part, right? Like, yeah, I'd love to go to Florida, but there's already a hundred loan officers down in Florida that already have a good name and they already have this, you know, so it's the minute you get one, cause like you said, I know a lot of people here that are moving there. 
well, that's where you're going to take advantage of that opportunity. But they don't work as hard because they have the sun to distract them. Right. 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 They're out right. on the beach, and I'm stuck in my basement <laughs> by because the of the bad weather and the law. Tony, what are you thinking? Um, you know, I've always focused on just Michigan as my market, and then I've even scaled that down even more to Oakland County, to the Woodward Corridor, to Birmingham, Bloomfield. So I've really gotten into this niche market, but um, I've been thinking about Florida for two years just because I have friends and family that live in Florida that um, want to refer me business, can refer me business, um, and I think why not? Like, I, I mean, I don't need to be a big name in Florida, but there's definitely opportunity there and people I know that I could connect with. So that is on my list for next year. I think the important thing is their understanding. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why when I gave that story about Trisha, like we, you know, we've done loans in Florida before. And I don't know if I, I almost think that the loan officer or I'm sorry, the realtor in Florida was almost like, oh, great. It's a, it's a Michigan loan. So it's just not even Michigan. There's more states than just Michigan and Florida. It's an out-of-state lender, right? And I think that in today's world, I don't think they care as much. You know what I mean? I think before it was like, because I, I remember when I first got into the business, it was all about your um, area code on the card. Do you remember that? No. Oh, man, that was such a big deal. Like you had to have, like if you were in a, we, I was 248s. If you were in a 248, do not show up to a 248 real estate office with an 810 area code. And I remember we would hire people and they'd be like, so can I keep my 313 area code? I mean, it was such a big deal about the area code on the business card. And now everyone's like, Man, I don't care so much, you know? I mean, it, you know, area code is just it's something I have to. It, it, does anyone agree? The, yeah, the phone I, number has gone to 10 digits Plymouth. now. It's I'm not proud of my 313. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in Plymouth and I had all these, you know, quasi engineering folks and a lot of them were in Ann Arbor and they wouldn't work with you mm -hmm. if you didn't have a 734. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So I just like, okay, well, I could have the 313 or the 248, but <laughs> if I had the 734, the 313 might work with me. But like the 734 would definitely not work with me if I had a 313. It was just was that crazy. So we're thinking, we're thinking I don't have to move to be the big LO in Little Rock. Well, <laughs> in, in today's world, the you can get technology to make your cell phone look like you're anywhere. Uh, that's, that's true, though. Tip from a CEO perspective, um, I think one thing is important to think about from a company of your size, right? So like you've said it yourself, right? You're not quick in, you're not guaranteed rate, you're not these giant lenders. Um, and we, I think you and I have had this conversation before. In order to get where we want to get um, size-wise, there's zero chance that's 100% in Michigan. So how, how do you feel like the, we can take advantage of what's happened in 2020 and grow even more outside of the state of Michigan? Because we obviously clearly have really good uh, present, uh, what am I trying to say, representation in Michigan. So now we need to get it outside the state. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because I think in terms of just awareness, you know, my own awareness, so I'm going to circle all the way back to when I was taking loan applications back to when dinosaurs roamed the earth <laughs> and filling in a good faith estimate for this guy, which was actually a carbonite form at the time, you know, and I got it turned around to him and I go, here is the, here's the origination fee and this is the, I looked up at this guy and this guy could have cared less what I was going through. I said, just sign here. He signed it. He, he ran out of that conference room. And it was just interesting because it was a lack of awareness on my part that I had just clicked into this script that I had gone through 
20 dozen times in the course of the year with different clients as opposed to really you know becoming conscious of what this guy was really worried about thinking about whatever so i think about this this year in a little bit the same way if we think um, about what we've done we've accomplished something that i've been interested in for many years and i wanted to connect ross mortgage down the i-75 corridor from michigan to florida and that what i wanted to be able to do would be able to have opportunity all along that corridor all the way to florida a um, lot of cars being built, that kind of thing. Employment, op, you know, employment and uh, population where you, know, you can establish an office and you can run a business. And while I think there's still validity and I think that we have a good branch model and we can still do that, I think the technology has, been ex has accelerated this change and pulled it forward maybe 10 years in terms of what you're all talking about right now. And, it is, and it's an acceptance of uh, the video chat, all the different ways that we communicate with people that doesn't necessarily require you to have that same area code and location <laughs> in that space and so on. So I think that um, I believe that there are, are different strategies that will be successful. Stay in your lane, do the thing that you're focused on, and you can also be the mayor of your town where everybody knows you. Anytime VA comes up in this example, I mean, there's no other name that surfaces. And you can do that and you can be successful. But you can also, I think, because of the acceptance of the technology, also be as successful in Florida today. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I don't know exactly where it goes, but I think this technology facilitates it. The fact that we're licensed down that whole corridor and a little bit off the corridor here and there. Um, <laughs> you can see that I wanted to go to the other states because Eric was so good at VA lending, but I have no chance clearly in the local market. <laughs> it's a real big pie, Mike. Well. I could not think of four better people <laughs> to do my first podcast of Mortgage Whining with. Um, I, not only are you guys amazing friends and partners, but uh, just amazing to have conversation with and all of that. So the one constant in the mortgage business is we're always whining. So cheers. Cheers. We'll see you next Here's time. Here's the mortgage whining. Well done.